What's going on, Fivers? I'm Steffi the Sunflower. I'm Jess. I'm Isaiah. I'm Jeff. And I'm Caro. And today we're going to talk about me. I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. Tell us all about you, girl. Well, (laughs) um, so as you guys have been listening, um, if you've been watching or listening, um, lately we've been talking about just catching up on everybody's lives and what we've been going through in this time of absence that we've had. Um, So today what I want to talk about is a combination of things, but for me, I went through a little bit of a rough patch towards the end of the year in December. I guess it kind of started off a little bit more in October-ish, I think. It was like around October, but it kind of just really spiraled down in December. And it was more in the sense of running. I wanted to run away from my calling. I wanted to run away from everything that was happening. But that truly stemmed from fear. And that's really what I want to talk about today. So I have some notes a little bit. I didn't really go into anything. but So what I wrote down, so as I was really thinking about like what I want to say today, what came to mind was what drives your fear is also going to drive you to run. And that really happened to me, you know? So a little backstory about what happened was that in December, uh, my cousin got married and that touched a weak spot for me because as you guys know, I am not married. And um, that's always been something that I've wanted or just always wanted to have that like marriage or, you know, have like a significant other, have like, you know, my boyfriend and everything like that. and. But was just kind of like, why is it always happening to everyone else except for me? Mm-hmm. So that kind of spiraled down into like anxiety and having like those moments where you're just like, why am I not good enough? What's happening? You know, like, why is my path different than others? And it's funny when you guys were talking about in the prior episodes was that you guys almost prayed for like God to break you that kind of rang a bell I don't remember specifically if that's something that I prayed for but I do remember in our Tuesday prayers that I did pray like okay God what what's next for me so then when everything else happened it's just like okay is this is this really what I prayed for so in retrospect me looking at it now it's just like okay maybe this is something that needed to happen so backstory is that in October I was uniting a lot with my cousin because she was getting married in December and I went to Orlando with them for their co-ed bachelor bachelorette party now I am the only Christian in my home I am the only Christian pretty much in my home in my entire family besides one of my cousins in Colombia but I already knew going into it it was going to be a little bit crazy I know they were going to be drinking you know these are you know kids who are do whatever they want so I had to kind of like pace myself but in that time it almost so in that weekend things happened that freaked me out because 
I, I never wanted to go back to the person that I was. Mm-hmm. And the situations that I was put into and, you know, the situation that I even partook, partook into, I was like, okay, this is not who I am, you know? So that kind of spiraled down and I had like a whole week and you guys are actually out of town that week and I was freaking out the whole week. Oh, that's, that's Jessica's birthday. Yeah. September. Yeah, in September. I think we were even like making fun of you. Yeah, because I had, because I, I went in my, God like, a whole day. on time out that, we, we kind of pick on God anyway, like, I don't yeah, know, yeah, not thing. like, you know, we build her up and stuff, but like, you know, if we're going to pick on anybody, it's probably Caro. <laughs> and, and that weekend, she was just like, no matter what we were saying in the text messages, she was not replying. Yeah. You at all. I put myself on time out. <laughs> which is, which is why I mentioned, like, she was probably on a wedding from here, here and there, so... This is what that's referring to. Yeah, because that during that time it was like September and October that I was on a cruise with my family. Then I was in Orlando for with my cousin, and then from there, actually, one of my cousins, another cousin of mine, was sick, and she ended up passing away. But oh yeah, I was also in Orlando, so I wasn't really going to church on Sundays because it was like all of the events or the things that I was doing was like on a yeah. Sunday or happened to be that weekend, so I wouldn't be at church um so anyway I put myself on timeout because I was just like I cannot be this girl again and I and I you know talk you know when I would pray and I would talk to God I was just like okay like I this is not who I am so anyway that happened when I finally went to church I think it was like probably the ending of October or the beginning of November, of November. If, if it was I don't know my time is off but one of the prayer partners, one of my really good friends, she actually prayed for me, and she was like, listen, <laughs> pretty much what she said was like, you need to keep breaking down the brick wall, because I always tend to have like this wall up, and I don't really like to share, so she's like, you're almost there, you just have to keep going, you know, but you have to also take a look at your surroundings. Of course, when you get that, you're just kind of like, okay, kind of like brush it off, and things happen and you're like okay cool well let me start going into this new walk of mine and then fast forward we went to start we started doing prayer um you saw me go through anxiety i saw you go through anxiety we started doing our tuesday prayers and then everything kind of spiraled the week of december when it was actually her wedding so it was because going back to a little backstory behind me is that one of my biggest fears was always to be alone. And I've always had pretty much like that just instilled as I grew up. It was always like, am I going to be alone? So I need to be with my friends. You know, I don't really like to be alone in my room. Like, I just want to be with my friends. I want to be somewhere. Like, estar en todo, right? Mm-hmm. So as you get older, you obviously kind of like the romantic side of things start to kind of open up and you want to be with someone right you want to have your husband you want to get married you want to have kids so that's like just a touchy subject for me because everybody else is getting married around my friends from high school is getting married my best friend got married I have friends that are married so now that to see my cousin get married is like okay well here I am like what's happening right but with all of that I so with all of that I um the wedding happened and I got an attention from a guy there. And BC Gato was like, if you have an attention from a guy, you would kind of like take it and run with it, right? 
I am not bicicado anymore. So it was just like, what? <laughs> like, okay. I was almost like being put in an awkward position because this was like, this is something that I've always wanted. Like, this could potentially be someone for me, but is it really? You know, so that was the position that I was in, and I kind of took that attention and spiraled it down. Like, okay, if this could really be someone in my life, then why didn't it grow? Mm. Right? So, um, that was taken in my anxiety and my battle, my spiritual battle was taken, and it was like taken to like uh, the hundredth level. So, my reaction was to run because what if everything that I've been looking for or searching for or one of what if something that what I really want isn't in this Christian walk right that was your thought that was my thought because I met this guy who isn't Christian and I met him through my cousin's friends or my cousin's husband's friends right so in my mind it's just kind of like Am I really where I need to be to get what I want, right? So that started to spiral down, and then all of a sudden these thoughts started to come into play, like, well, you're not good enough. You're not Well, you say you are. The good enough happened because he kind of wanted to sleep with you, and you didn't want to sleep with him. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> no, which is an important key part, because that's one of the things that it was normal to hook up in a regular cultural society but you're, you were mature enough in the walk to say, I want more than just a hookup. Right. Like, I want a relationship. Right. And from what you've told me, the thoughts came is because he didn't want your number. Right. He didn't want more. So that's why it's like you take that attention. Yes. And then you kind of spiraled it down. So for me, it was something in my mind. It's like, okay, so that's when the thoughts of, like, not being good enough kind of came into play. Like, well, why couldn't it just be that you wanted to get to know me? Like, am I not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I not cool enough? Yeah, like, am I not pretty enough? Like, all these other things. And, um... Well, I was gonna say, though, It's okay. This is a safe space. Yeah, and it was... You didn't hook up with him. So imagine if you did. Then the guilt and all the other thoughts would have been a lot worse. So that's improvement, and you should be proud. Yeah. That you were strong enough to say no. What makes you emotional now? Um, I don't know. I guess because I've always battled the not good enough or the unworthiness. That it was just like, dang, like, is there really something wrong with me, right? So this is everything that I battled throughout, like, December. It was just kind of like, okay, where... We were also away, so kind of like your forefront what do you call the the small things in chess the pawns yeah like kind of like your your pawns were missing right so this whole week i'm like in timeout for myself you guys weren't around so i'm just like okay so i'm like spiraling just slowly like okay i'm not good enough i'm not this like i don't need to be at church like i don't need to be doing these things like i just really just want to like stop right and run so that's something that i know how to do and also because I don't like change. So uh. God was also pursuing me in different ways where, like, when you gave me the confirmation that when I was interceding for you, it was like, okay, God's, like, really, like, coming after me. And I'm just like, all right. 
I was too cool. Cooling. <laughs> I too was cool. cooling it. Like I was chilling. Social like, distancing. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like I was cooling. I was chilling. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm done. But I was like, no. So in one of the Tuesday prayers, I wasn't feeling okay because I was like really going through it. And so my first prayer was, I just need a hug. And I just needed a hug from God. Like, yo, like, I don't need anything else right now, but just to know that you're with me. Yeah. And towards the end of the prayer, Jesse came up to me and she was like, uh, she was just like, I'm just giving you a hug. God told me to come give you a hug. And that was like, that spoke so much to me because it's just like, you're still hearing me. You're still here. And the crazy thing about all of this is like, I felt like I was almost like being pushed and pulled, right? So, like, God was on one side, and then the enemy was on the other side. Like, no, it's better over here. It's better over here. And God's like, you're almost there. Like, like stay the course. Stay the course. You're almost there. So, I would still go to church, and at church, I would kind of, like, try to, like, duck everyone. Especially, you know, the people that you know be having a word for you. Yeah. That you be trying so, to avoid. So, one of our really good friends, she would be praying for me, like, I'm just like, yo, I got to duck her because, you know, I know God is speaking I'm not even going to say hi to her today. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know that she's going to say something because I can feel it. Like, I can feel God calling me. I can feel him. It was like these, this battle of the mind of like, no, you're not good enough. But God said that I'm good enough. Yeah. This is who I am. Like, no, you're not worthy. No, I am worthy. So it was like a constant battle in my head. Um, and... With, with everything that was happening, going to church and everything, I would, I would always think about my friends. And I would think about you guys. And I would think about my friends, you know, in church. And everything that I built, like, am I really going to leave this for something that I know God has for me? But it's because I don't want it. I mean, I don't have it right now. Like, am I really going to throw everything away for essentially nothing? Because... You didn't even like him. I know, I didn't. And it, it, it wasn't him. It was the... What he represented, of yes. It, yes. I understand. It was a representation of what it could be. And because I always struggled with feeling like I'm not good enough or everyone else always got, like, the happy ending. And it was just like, okay, maybe this is my happy ending, but it really wasn't. And I know that now, and I'm thankful for that now. So I would think about these things, and I wouldn't... I would go to sleep, and I'd be, like, in a fight with myself, like... God, what is happening? Why do I feel these way? Like, why do I feel this way? Why did just like one moment or like one day literally break everything that I've been building? Yeah, you know? like throw you off track. Completely threw me off track. Like I was just kind of like, yo, like what is happening? And I would be with Jojo and this is like when we spoke about it and I would be with Jojo and I would like hold him and I'm just like, yo, I love this little kid. Like... <laughs> I can't leave him, you know? <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but... <laughs> Jojo. Hey, what does Josiah mean? God has healed him. Come on. Now, I remember, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> we need tissues on the 5x5 five five set. Yeah, we gotta have a table here with tissue and water. <laughs> We've had a couple teary eyes today. <laughs> yeah, we came back strong on season three, just... <laughs> The Lord broke us. Yeah. Yo, it was, it's, but it's crazy though because I look at it now and I'm crying now, but it's just like so much peace with me because I feel like I've really like 
overcome a lot of that. Yeah. And um, so coming back for so all of December was just kind of like horrible. I was fighting myself throughout the whole time. You didn't tell anyone though. I, I mean, didn't. Tell I kind of knew, but I was letting you be because yeah. you'd be pushing me away. One of our friends too. I don't know if we're ever gonna say her name, but maybe she'll be on the podcast one time. But one of our really good friends too, who is a prayer warrior, she would always she would always reach out uh. to me, and um, she would pray for me, and she would just you know kind of go you know go through with it, but. During that time, which brought me back to two years ago or three years ago, when I first left church, when I first came back, to, when I first came to church, later on that year in December is when I left too. And the reason why I left was because of a guy. So looking back, it was like, okay, the enemy's trying to use this again the cycle. To, to lead me astray. Because God has been pursuing me. And there's something that God wants to do with me that the enemy doesn't want me to go into, right? So, in January is when everything kind of, like, crashed and rebuilt. I feel like the first three weeks of January, I was at the altar call. (laughs) Like, I was getting prayed for left and right, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I would feel God and be like, no, you can't, you can't, you have to keep fighting. Like, you can't leave. So I would hold Jojo, like, during December, and I'd be like, I can't leave. Like, I can't leave. This is Josiah, like, telling me, like, you can't go nowhere. Josiah probably laughing. Josiah, Josiah was prophesying, <laughs> man. Yeah, we were like, yo, Jojo distracted her. Yeah. <laughs> Get Josiah from her. And it was, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. I feel like my thoughts are all over the place. But um, in January, something that stuck out to me was that when my friend of mine prayed for me she was like this is not sure well, she did pray for me but when she came to speak to me it was because she had a dream and she told me this is not me praying for you this is me being your sister and she walked me to the altar and that stuck with me so much because it it opened my eyes to i have a group of women and friends and men who care enough to battle with me. And I think that was something that I didn't understand until that point. Because when I was in December and I was going through everything, I felt alone. I felt like this is happening to me, but can I really speak to someone about this, right? Because in my head, I'm dealing with things and feelings that I've dealt with pretty much for my whole life. So... Now that I'm in, you know, in my walk, am I really, like, going to go back and tap into that? But I'm really dealing with it. So it was almost like if I spoke about it, it was real. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be real. It's better for it to be in your mind than you speaking about it. And then you really have to deal with those feelings. And now somebody knows you feel this way. Now they're going to follow up with you. So even though you guys are the closest people to me, it was just like, I can't really let this be known because then I really have to deal with it. But God was like, you have to deal with it. Well, I think I kind of told you that something was off with you. One yeah. time you were at my house. And right. Jeff was playing video games. So my old house, the living room and the kitchen, I guess what as most places are, the living room and the kitchen were kind of close together. Um, so Jeff is on his headset playing video games, saving the world. And God <laughs> and I are having a heart-to-heart on the kitchen counter. And God is bawling. And I'm just kind of like, there's something wrong with you. And you don't want to tell me. 
and that's okay, but you're going to tell me. And immediately the tears started to flutter, and she still didn't tell me. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, and in the past when I, like, confronted Caro, obviously, possibly before without Grace, um, <laughs> she's, she's shut me down, like, nasty. Right? I come off too strong. I'm too passionate. So I'm not trying to do that now. You know? I'm trying to be her friend. So I'm just like, tell me when you're ready. <laughs> You know, and she said, tell me today. <laughs> <laughs> I know something is not okay, but I'm not yeah. gonna push you. Yeah, and and I think that's the good thing about having friends that know each other. Yeah, because even though you didn't tell me then, I still knew, and right. I still on my end battled for you. Yeah, and it was a lot because a lot of people came through. You came through. A lot of the women at church came through. Jesse came through. She prayed for me too. Um. And it was just the battle in the mind. It wasn't really anything physically or the want. It was just that battle of that Preach. fear in your mind that you're not going to get what you want. Or yeah. you're not worthy of better things or greater things when in reality you are. And that's why when that fear drives you to run, you have to stop it in its tracks. And I wouldn't have known that if you guys didn't come for me. If you guys didn't battle with me, if you guys didn't pray for me, um, even one of another of our friends in church, we don't we don't really know each other personally, but she even prayed for me. She was like, "This stops now," and for her to even say the words that she said, like you know, God had put in her heart for someone who doesn't really know me, yeah, or knew anything about the or whole knew thing. anything about what I was dealing with, but for her to show up and to be like we're going to stop this today. It's like, wow, you have a community. And I think that's when God really started to show me and, and I found my voice too. And right now in this season of my life, I'm finding my voice and I'm really like moving into a lot of the spiritual things that God has for me and a lot of the gifts. And it was like, wow, like this is a time where we need each other and we need to really step up for each other as women, as friends, as family, like no matter what we're going through. And it's also a time for us to really speak up. And that's something that I battled with for a long time is that I don't speak up. I went through this whole thing pretty much the beginning of December without speaking up. And imagine had I spoken up and at least just told you a little bit about what was happening. This could have been a lot a smoother ride. But God had different you know, plans for it. And I had to kind of learn for myself because also I'm hard-headed. Um, but how did you guys feel? <laughs> did you guys feel like I... Well, you said that, but... I'll go last. Did you notice anything different? Got on December? She was MIA. Yeah, that's what I noticed. <laughs> she was MIA. Like, even Jeff. Jeff would be like, where's Cotto? You know, and for Jeff to say anything... Yeah. Like, y'all seen this man. This is how he is all the time. It's not that he's camera shy or anything like that. Especially in our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> And no shame, too. <laughs> this is just all that you get. I don't know how... Our relationship works, though. He talks to me. <laughs> he talks to me. But, um, but even for Jeff to, I think, say that, I, you know, we can definitely see a shift. But I think... You... No, go ahead. No, I said that. I noticed that she was like MIA missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them was work. I think at one point, but then the wedding and whatever other stuff to the wedding. So I'm like, I guess they're excusable, but 
Yeah. Um, I think for me is I've always viewed Caro as almost like a smaller sibling. Like I'm the baby at my house and my sister's a little older than me, by little I mean a lot. Um <laughs> so I've never had me and my sister have a great relationship, but I've never had someone that was below me. But then you came and you were. Um not below me like whatever. Yeah, I know what I mean. You know, age wise, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so I've always felt a sense of protection towards you. So I saw you spiral in December or not December in October or September, whenever that was. Um, and I didn't like that and I didn't like anything to do with that. And I think I told you. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. Cause I told you guys about October. That was October. So why were we October? No, because it was also, but there was also a September thing. September. Yeah. So it was September. September. It was. October it, was the cruise, I think. It was, like, almost, like, a little, like, mountain, right? So, it was, like, I spiraled in October, and then I was at a peak, because then as soon, I think that's around the time we started Tuesday Prayer. But you and I also were mad at each other, which I guess I should have mentioned two episodes ago at, um, well, I was more mad at you than you mad at me. At the viewing? At the, at the funeral. Yeah. Um, and I can just touch on the grace of our friends here, because although they're both grieving, right, um, there were... Even as I expressed my frustration, they're still able to bring me back to the core point of grace. You have to extend grace. So, and, and that's one thing why I never want to hurt you or anything like that, obviously. Uh, I, I've always viewed you as a little sibling to me. So to hear you go through these things, I think you're great. I think you're, I mean, there's certain things that we're all not good at. But for the most part, I think you're good at a lot. You're good at a lot more than I can do. Number one is how you care for people. I don't think I could ever care for people how you care for people, which is something that I could never have because that's something that God gave you with. Mm -hmm. And he gave that to you for the position that you are in, for the position that you are in in your family, you know, because you are the, you are the light. You are the light bulb. So to hear you say these things for people who don't matter, the first thing that it does to me is that it pisses me off, right? I'm also a little angry, but, you know, but it makes me mad because it's just like <laughs> you are so great. And yet these standards make you feel less than standards of what you should have had by now standards of what you measure yourself by. Um, and, and more than anything is that I want you to feel good in every aspect that you do. Obviously, um, change. A lot of people don't like change as I'm getting older. I don't like change as much as I used to, as I was younger, I kind of didn't care, but now that I, I don't know what you call it. I don't like it as much, but even if you're put in a tough position, I want you to believe in yourself so much that doesn't matter what life throws your way, that you can conquer it and that you can slay it. So to see you go through these things, I can't because I had recently gone through it, I'm like, okay, it's a downfall that I need to fall back because obviously my big sister senses wants to come and intervene and, you know, send some text messages. I don't know what I wanted to do. And, uh, like, you piece of nothing... Yo, ugly. What? <laughs> anyway. So anyway. You, bleep, you beeping what? yourself out? <laughs> you. <laughs> Don't look at me. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> so anyway, I because I had recently gone through something like that, I kind of felt like I, at this point I trusted God. You know, me and God had already mended our, our relationship. <laughs> At this point, I was just kind of like, I know she's hurting, and there's only so much that I can do from here, but I just pray that you do it with grace and that you don't let us lose you again because 
in the beginning, I wasn't really friends with Justin Isaiah. You kind of just left church and you left me, and, and that's when I kind of had nobody to host the spiel. But uh, but I just didn't want to get to that point again. And just yeah. because I knew your patterns and I knew this is the way you were heading, I didn't want to ask because I'm too confrontational. But I also felt like I couldn't let this happen. So I'm so grateful because also if you always hear it from me, then you just be like, okay, stuff's crazy, whatever, whatever, whatever. But just because God confirmed it through other people, I think it's just such beauty and God's mysteriousness, how you can take a complete stranger and become an empty vessel and God can use you to speak to somebody. So I'm grateful that I had went through that before to God, to trust God enough to know that, you know, you were going to be all right. But that you were just kind of had to go through it through yourself. Yeah, I had my I had I had my bags packed and ready to go. I'm sure. Yeah, like I was I was ready to go, but God was like no. Josiah was like no. I was like yo, I have nothing to do here. Yeah. When in reality I have everything to do here, but it it was hard, and it's hard to deal with those things. It's hard to deal with things that you've dealt with your whole life, and then you're like oh no I'm good like. I'm good now. I feel like I'm at a decent place. And now you got to bring up all these emotions and all these feelings just because of a situation that happened that just opens up like a chest of, a, you know, one of those chests of like emotions and things that you, I guess, put to the side. In reality, I did. Do you think you would have touched that chest if it wasn't through those situations? Like, you think you would have voluntarily like gone to that place to surrender all of that? Probably not. Because that just hurts. Yeah. Probably not, because those are things that you deal with, and you're just kind of like, no. I know that I'm better now, but in reality, you're really not. So one thing that Jesse also told me was that you have to speak the affirmations to yourself of everything that God has told you, you know, everything that God has said who you are. And I think that's helped me a lot because, again, I'm a person that kind of deals with things in, in my head. So I don't really like to speak things because I guess once you write them down and you speak about them, then they make them real. And I don't like to deal with things that are real. I just rather be like, no, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Let's just like sweep it under the rug. So then when Jessica told me that, it's like, okay, like I really need to start saying these things to myself because this is really who I am. You know, I'm not those things. I am not going back to those things. I'm not going to go back to that person who was broken I'm healed and I'm better and I'm loved, you know, and I have a community that loves me. I have a community that cares too, that is willing to put their right foot forward and walk with me to the altar. If that's the, you know, the case, if that's the scenario. And that spoke so much because if we ever come to a point where we feel this way, I know how to help. I know how to put my right foot forward and help someone else to walk to the altar, to walk to Christ, because that's the answer. So how do you feel now, like, if you were to think about those thoughts? Do they still kind of get you in a whirlwind? Not anymore. I think I think the emotions kind of came up because I'm, like, talking about it again. Yeah, of course. But I feel at peace, and I feel free from a lot of those things that I dealt with in December, that feeling of unworthiness, that feeling of not good enough, that feeling of this isn't for you. I feel like this is exactly where I need to be. 
Yeah. And I'm doing things that I wouldn't have done before. And I'm speaking up a lot more in the ways that I And you're wouldn't. killing it at the new things that you're doing. Yeah, and I feel like I'm breaking down that brick wall and feel like it's almost done. And um, I think that, you know, God is just so good and he's just just so awesome in the ways that he showed me that there's so much more for me, you know? And I'm not going to find that out there. And when I was in December, it was when I was, like, feeling that, like, push and pull kind of feeling. It wasn't... It wasn't like I wanted to go out and club and drink and do those things again, because I don't. But it was just that one thing that I've always had in my heart of, like, that ha- fairy tale ending or that happy ending that it's just like, okay, it hasn't happened in church, so maybe in, it's outside of church. So it wasn't like I wanted to go back out there and do those things of the world. It was just kind of like trying to find that one, right? But that's not going to happen because everyone from the world isn't going to be my my uh, equally yoked yeah. kind of, you know, person. Yeah, I think so too. And I think like although you want... like. It's funny because in the physical, it's a position, right? The position is a husband. Mm-hmm. Not like somebody applies for it, but, you know, just follow me. And, but in the spiritual, there's someone that's going to match your wacky. Right. Like, believe it or not, Jeff and I seem completely opposites, but we mesh. And we've always meshed. And we didn't even want to date each other at the beginning when we were 16. But we did. And no matter if we tried to date other people you know we still came back to each other because of that connection because of of that puzzle piece so i think even if you would have went out in the world there would have been someone you could have hired for that position but then there always would have been something missing yeah and then what happens is that you end up being in too deep what's happening What happens is that you you end up being in too deep, and now it hurts too much to get out. So imagine if you would have had a guy that was cussing up a storm or smoking a blunt or something right next to you, and then you're just over here like, what's happening? (laughs) How am I supposed to get out? Why are you laughing? Tell me. Nothing. Say it. No, nothing. Say it. Because you were like a guy smoking up a blunt. Just (laughs) picture God on earth to this guy. What I'm going to do there? Can you imagine that? That's what I'm saying. You would like, feel so out of place, but now you're invested, right? Because emotions are real, yeah. you know? Because you can get emotionally attached, you know, to this pillow or something. And, um... Oh, my gosh, you guys ever seen that episode? <laughs> no. Okay. Of what? Of what? When the guy fell in love with the car, the car's name was Chase, he would have... Babe. No, okay, Bro. yeah, we're not going to go into you that. You sent us that video. Yeah, we, we never really... Yeah. That, that's, that's a little too much. Yeah, yeah, Don't. Yeah. He would so make out with the car. Okay. Oh my god. Anyway, it's not happening here. People. Anyway, back to my you emotional. Turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Keep going, bro. What about from a guy's perspective? Yeah. Do guys go through this? Like before Jessica, did you ever wonder if you was gonna like have a wife or be a good husband or? I mean the the. the I mean, for me, it's, it's been more of like, you know, am I going to be a good father for Josiah? Now, uh, you know, especially, you know, having a kid, you know, uh, being in that season, it's like, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be there? Because I, I overthink things, you know, especially what happened with my dad. I'm like, am I going to be there for him? You know, am I going to be able to teach him, like, the stuff that he taught me? You know, and, and just have him be a good man of God when he grows up, you know? 
it, it's been more that you know obviously my my good husband sometimes has crossed my mind um Sometimes. But I'm great, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so there's not much to think. <laughs> no, so what, what am I wasting my time thinking about that when there's other things to think about? Like you know? Josiah. Like Josiah. <laughs> you know, but those things do come to mind. It's just, I think, you know, this, this walk with God, a lot of it does relate to also, you know, your identity in Christ. Because so many things happen throughout life where, like, your identity comes to question and you start to question your own identity. You know, you just have to... It comes a time where you have to kind of just be like, okay, this is who I am. And, you know, and things might try to come and shake that, you know, because Jesus was tempted when he came out of his 40 days of fast, you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, if, if you're the son of God, then do this and do that, you know. So even he had that, you know. And, and I think that's, you know, it's just us coming to terms like, okay, this is who I am. No matter what happens, what comes my way, this is who I am. This is what I need to stand by. Um, yeah, but it's tough. Like, I, I do worry about, you know, am I a good enough father? Am I a good enough husband? You know, am I a good enough son? Especially now that my mom, you know, it's just my mom. There's no dad. Like, am I checking up on her, you know, enough? Am I dropping by enough? You know, can she look back and say, you know, this is a, you know, he was a good son? Those things do come to mind. Yeah. What about you, babe? Did you ever question being a good husband or anything like that? He's great, too, right? <laughs> I don't think I've thought about that. No? No, you, not really. You're just like here? Yo, it just happened. <laughs> and now I'm here, and we gotta, you know, be great. <laughs> Together. Yeah. We didn't really have those thoughts. What about before? Like, when you were just, like, dating around or whatever. Did you ever think, like, am I worthy enough to be married or anything? That's, like? that's what I was talking about. Like, I didn't, oh. I didn't think about that. Oh, you didn't think about that part? Oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, bad. It wasn't clear. Just knew who he was. I mean, I, I would just say, I was just going through the motions, like okay. learning day by day. I wasn't like thinking, thinking about what's, yeah. <clears throat> I think I thought of more, what? Nothing. Say it. No, because I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to say. Like, I was more so like, what I, what am I going to do as far as uh, career-wise goes? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really thinking about a relationship and stuff like that. What are you saying? He didn't want me? No, he, he didn't say <laughs> that at all. I think more, more yeah, if you really think about camera. it, he was really saying, how am I going to provide for my wife, you know? And yeah, for yeah. myself. And now we're here, except for right now, these couple weeks. What that I've been pretty successful, except oh, for right now. Oh, successful, yeah. No, and I think you're... You, you did, you're Coronavirus. Yeah, it's been rough out here. Yeah. It's, it's very rough. I mean, yes, it's rough. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. Forget where to go. <laughs> ain't no work. Ain't no money. Yeah, ain't no money coming in. Oh. For real. Um, no, I'm still getting paid. But, so then, what would you say to a girl that... I, I felt that same way. Yo. Yeah, I felt that same way when she said that. Yo, uh, just like, do that shit. Just, yeah. I'm still getting paid. She, she said, said it so low. Hear, right? She I'm get, ain't nobody paid. else heard it. She oh, was like, no, I didn't I'm mean it like a shady way. No, no, it's fine. Did she do a hair flip too? Yo, she might I'm as well have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would you say? Because I feel like that's a topic that a lot of women <sighs> in church struggle with. And nobody wants to talk about it. So then they over here dating, multiple, you know, these men out here in the world who don't know nothing about what they want to do with their Christian walk. Or what a Christian walk is. So what would you say to them? Or if they feel like they're stuck in it. I don't know. Like what? what? You, you speaking from the inside in. Obviously I'm married, right? So. I think. I think now. Okay, so let's say. 
me now speaking to myself in December would have been or October like that time I've just been like this is not for you there's greater coming and I think it does revolve a lot on like your identity in Christ like Isaiah said it's you have to be firm in who you are and who has who God has called you to be so I think that's where the shakiness comes from that's where the fear creeps in like for me my fear was being alone so it's like I wanted to chase after something it was like you know the apple that the snake gave to Eve it was just like that one thing that you want to chase after because it was presented to you yeah had it not been presented to me then I would have been chilling like, oh, I'd like, been like out of sight out of mind yeah out of sight out of mind I don't care I haven't thought about getting married I haven't thought about having like a, like I'm good I'm fine but it was that it was that that thing that just got brought up that you know starts to make you question these things so you need to be firm in who you are and allow God to use you in the ways that in the ways that you were called to be I guess so for someone who's dealing with something like this or is looking for a significant other in the outside, you're not going to find it because he's never going to be equally yoked to you. You need to find someone, and it's something that I've learned now, even being you guys as friends. Like, you guys, you know, you and Jeff mesh so well, and you and Isaiah mesh so well that, like you said, what am I going to do with someone sitting next to me? A guy sitting next to me smoking a blunt. Like, what? <laughs> what's happening there? Like, it was an extreme example. But. Yeah, but you know that's <laughs> not, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like you know that's that's just so off. Like, he draws no in the smoke. Like, what is wow. that? You know, that's not that's not gonna happen. You're never you're never gonna be truly happy if you don't accept your identity in Christ, and that's just the the reality of it. That's the root of it, everything. That you're not going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied in who you are because you're not going to be satisfied in Christ. So, Yeah, and I think if you're already there, um, look at your relationship because God can do anything, right? Uh, but look at your relationships and definitely have the uncomfortable talks. Like, hey, it makes me uncomfortable when songs have more than, like, 24 cuss words in it, you know, because <laughs> you can hear music nowadays. I'll be on TikTok. You can't be on TikTok at church. Everything has a cuss word. That's correct. I was at full... Anyway, so then, um, so then, you know, have those meaningful conversations. And, and be intentional because just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean um, that you can't live the kind of life you want to live. So be like, hey, this is the kind of life that I am trying to have. Yeah. And obviously, if God's calling you and if you're even listening to this podcast, I would say it's for a reason and intentional and, you know... God has created a divine appointment. And I'm not saying I know everything either. What I'm saying is, like, if you're not married, right? Because once you're married, you're married. Yeah. But if you're not married, but you're dating, and you can see that your relationship is kind of, like, spiraling, you're uncomfortable at the get-togethers, you're uncomfortable at the things that you guys do recreationally, um, I think it's important to have those conversations and just say, hey, what if we try something new? And try it together before automatically breaking up. Now, if it's a situation where it's just like, you know, no haps, then you need to do what's best for you because at the end of the day, salvation is personal. Yeah. And you're only going to be your your best when you allow God to enter you wholly. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. You need to truly find yourself and who you are and 
who you're meant to be before you can really be with someone. How are you going to be in a relationship with someone when you don't even know who you are? That's so good. And it could be why that needed to be addressed to you because now you're so much more solid. Oh, yeah. That you would be able to maintain a relationship when a relationship comes to you. Yeah. Um, because if it's the other way, then the, the any little thing will set the both of you off and then that's how you're in an on and off relationship. Right. And I think even now, like, I'm just so... I'm enjoying the moment of everything that God is throwing on my plate that it's just kind of like I don't even care like I'm, I'm gonna be 26 like what is my rush I don't I have great friends I have great job I'm doing great like I don't I don't need anything else and I just want to grow spiritually I want to help others in the best way that I can and I want to be a community for others too so that's like my walk now I want to just allow God to use me in the way that he's been trying to use me all this time yeah I want to say you killing the game right now you you so solid right now. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> I think that's a wrap. How long we been on here? I don't know. Alright. Sign it off, Gato. Oh, uh, thank you for watching. <laughs> if you guys have any stories or anything that you want us to pray for, just leave it down in the comments or reach out to us. And just know that you have friends and family here with us as well. Bye guys. See ya! Alrighty, Fivers, that was all for this week. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to leave your thoughts on today's episode on our Instagram at 5x5podcast. See you next week. God bless.